I'm here at Island Pokebo in Phuket, Thailand with Tiger Muay Thai head wrestling coach Frank Dickman. What's up brother? How are you? We're good man. Uh, let's get into you know your beginnings here. You've been here for how many years now? May 5th will be two years. So just coming up on two years I've been here. So um, was living in Atlanta doing finance uh, for Hendrick Automotive Group. Big shout out to my man, Pretty Ricky, because he was a nice guy. Um, but decided to chase the dream. George and I had a vision. Uh, Hickman Bros was our vision. You know, Hickman Bros wrestling in MMA and um, took a while to convince me, but put the car on Craigslist. It sold faster than I thought. Then I said, oh shit, this is getting for real. So the rest is history, you know what I mean? Uh, he'd been over here for five years now. So he had been over here for about three, three and a half, and then I made the move. and. Haven't looked back since. So, talk about Hickman Brothers. You know, Hickman Brothers wrestling and MMA or MMA and wrestling. Um, when did that begin? When did you guys decide to start that movement? Uh, probably started back. I'd say midway through 2015, uh, 2016. It was something we had already always talked about, and it just started out as. Um, hey, this is something, an idea, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm in. But it didn't go down like that. 13 months had passed by and I still hadn't pulled the trigger on it. So it was something George had a vision of and he's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm running the MMA and the wrestling, but, and he's capable of doing both because as he's seen, he's, you know, he's a very good coach, but wrestling is kind of my forte. You know, he was, all, don't get me wrong, he was great, but wrestling was kind of like my forte. So he said, hey, if you come over and you focus on the wrestling, we could really take this thing to the next level because wrestling in Southeast Asia, this side of the world is vacant. And uh, we have the perfect setup. We have, we, you know, we got so many guys that come through. So, you know, it started to really sink in on me. And then, you know, we were, he was tagging me and stuff before I even came over a year or so. Even some of the boys were. So I think some of the boys were taking the piss, but they were tagging them too. Like they were like trying to catch on and kind of get, get it going. And then, you know, it's just a vision we had. You know, it was a dream we kind of had saying that, hey, like, you know, we can really do this MMA wrestling thing. We have the fighters to do it. We have the, the um, I guess you could say we have the setup. You know, we're blessed to work for Tiger Muay Thai. You know, I work with people from all over around the world, from different religions, background, creed, you know what I mean? So that's how it started. It just started as like, a, hey, we should do a Hickman Bros type thing. And then it was like, yeah, all right kind of one year out the other and then it kind of to catch on, catch on and then it, we, we decided to make it a, a reality and I've been blessed to, to be in the position I am and work with the guys that I work with on a day-to-day -day basis to travel. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, wrestling to me, I started at a young age, we both did, but it it teaches you so much about life but then as you get older and you, you know, a lot of guys stop competing in high school. It's like 0.01% compete at a college level. Then there's a small percentage that compete after that. Some just go into the real world and start their families, the white picket fence, you know what I mean? Like the car in the driveway. And then there's some that, you know, want a taste of it, but maybe not through competing. And that's how I was. I knew when I was done in college, I was done in college. But then I coached for a year at App State and I still, like I got my feet wet. Like I dabbled with it and I was like, man, this is something like, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy doing and um, 
And so we, we kept it rolling. And, you know, wrestling, I've been very fortunate. I've been blessed that it's taken me around the world. You know, never would I have thought, and my dad will tell you this, never would he have thought when he got us in when we were six and seven that we'd be making a living off of it and getting paid. It's not great money, but it's not about the money. That'll come eventually. But now it's about the life, lifetime experiences. I'm in my late 20s and I'm doing the stuff I'm doing, you know. Been to Australia four or five times. Like, come on, man. Been to Moscow twice. Been up and down, you know, Southeast Asia. And it's just, it's great. It really is. And to live in Phuket, to work for Tiger Muay Thai, to work with the guys we work with and to see them fight at the level of all divisions, of everything, you know, one championship, the UFC, Bellator, um, of Ryzen, of Road FC, it's awesome, you know what I mean? It's really, Fulminal Dojo, it's great. It's great, man, so I'm very fortunate. That's how it started, it just started as a dream, a dollar in a dream, and then from there we just, we ran with it, you know what I mean? And like I said, it's, it's just now starting to really, within the past six months or so, starting to pick up for us, you know? It takes some time, it took, and I almost packed it up and moved back home, but a good buddy of mine, a good mentor, John Sacano, you know, he, he rang me and said, look, man, you need to think about what you're doing. You went over there for this, you gotta give it time. And uh, I did, I gave it time, and I'm glad I did, you know what I mean? So, I owe a lot to John, um, and I'm just, I'm glad to be in the position I am. In the last year or so, you've had guys, fighters that are already established. And once they work with you in wrestling, you know, they train with you, they entrust you so quickly. Why is that? Why do they entrust you? Like Ty Tuivasa, Jason Pedro, Tariq Safadine, those guys like that. I guess maybe it's my personality. Like, I've always said I could get along with anybody, man. You put me in a room full of 20 strangers within 10 minutes, like, then my boys were taking pictures. It is what it is. Like, like again, from every background and creed, from the Muslims, to the Aussies, to New Zealand, you know, to America, to the Thais, like, I just, I tell people, like, you know, a lot of people have a wrestling coach, or maybe they don't. I'm not here to change, like, if you wrestle already, I'm not here to change what you do. I'm just here if I can show you a couple of things along the way, you know what I mean? Like, or if you just want me as a workout partner, I'm cool with that. I'll be, I'm there for your workout partner. Um, but I'm not, I'm not gonna show somebody something that I wouldn't do myself, you know what I mean? Like when I show somebody technique or something, I consider myself kind of a technician as far as wrestling goes. Like I study a lot of film. I study the best of the best. I'm gonna give you my best foot forward. I'm not gonna show you something that I wouldn't do myself, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm, I try to be a perfectionist with this. Like, and as much as like some people don't wanna like hear a broken record, like you gotta harp on it. And I try to just give somebody my best all the time when it comes to that. And you get in the trenches with them, you know what I mean? Like you, it's easy for somebody to say, to sit on the side and say, okay, we'll do this, 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 this. Tatui Vasa sometimes, you know, he's 135 kg. Tyson Pedro is a big boy. Like, I'll wrestle them, I'll wrestle Glenn Sparv, I'll wrestle Trix Safi, I'll wrestle all those boys the same way I'll wrestle Alex Volkanovsky, Maribek Tysumov, you know what I mean? Like, I'll Rafael, I'll wrestle them the same way. I'll do the same amount of work for one as I'll do the other. It's bigger with Ty and them because they're big boys and Tyson, but it's part of it. Like I gotta, I gotta earn my stripes. You know what I mean? I'll get in the trenches with the boys and, and grind it out with them. And whether it's wrestling or whether it's another workout or something, like yeah, man. Like if this is what it takes for me to earn y'all's trust or for me to like to let you know I'm here for y'all, like that's what it is. And that's what it is. I'm there for them. I try to be unselfish. You know what I mean? I try to put them and 
and, and kind of guide them in a direction wrestling-wise to where, hey, like, this is what I would do or feel this. If you like it, great. If not, if it don't work for you, let's move on. Let's do something else, man. So I just try to be unselfish with it, you know what I mean? I just I want what's best for them because when they do well, it's good for George and I. You know, it's good for the brand. And it's not about me. It's, it's about them, you know? So basically, you are a person that gets in the trenches with them and then on top of that adds on to their arsenal which is your, your coaching style right yeah <clears throat> i've been <laughs> mark jr justin ty uh justin's brother like i've been out here with the five like of the usos uh vice ufa wrestling as we like joke around about it but like yeah man i've been in the trenches with all of them just getting after it because like you got to you gotta prove you, not prove yourself, but you gotta make, you know, you gotta let them know you're there for them. And that's what I do, I'm in there. So then like, and then you got those big boys, but then you look at guys like, you know, I just got done, I was fortunate, I helped Israel, and I helped Volk a lot, Volkanovski, and Merbik. And those are more my size, and we wrestle. We're done wrestling, all right, here's what I saw, here's what I think, or try this, or you did this really good, you know what I mean? Or when in the middle of wrestling, you know, they'll do something, I'm like, ah, don't lock your, unlock your hands, go back to this, you know what I mean? Like. I let them know, like, you gotta be unselfish. You gotta let them know, like, where they feel good and where I feel vulnerable, you know what I mean? So I give them the best of both. Or when I get on their leg or a position with them, they keep doing the same mistake. All right, now, now, now try this, see what happens. So, again, I open up my arsenal to them. I don't hold anything back because I kind of dealt with that in college. Like, guys on the team, I, there were certain positions, like, I wouldn't really give my secret away, and it bit me. It caught up to me, and it caught up to me in, when I needed it the most. So since then, I've always said, all right, if it's some position where I keep getting the best of these guys, like I'm eventually, I'm gonna have to show them what, what they're doing wrong and, why they, and how they need to fix it. And that's what I do, you know what I mean? I don't leave no stone unturned when it comes to that stuff. You took a trip out to New Zealand, city kickboxing. Talk about your trip and you know getting, first of all, Stylebender ready for his fight against Gaston. Well, yeah. Um, so I got a t uh, Eugene asked me to come out. You know, so um, I look up to Eugene in this game. Um, Andre is a wrestling coach. Andre is a phenomenal wrestling coach. Uh, he's another guy that like uh, asks questions about. Like we pick each other's brain, and he, you know, he asked me to come out because Gaston's a southpaw. And they wanted somebody who was good at striking, so they wanted to bring me on, you know what I mean? So, nah, um, asked me to come out and just wrestle. And that was my sole purpose. And it was, I was fortunate to be there for three weeks and then in Atlanta for a week. And I was fortunate that Volkanovski was out there for two weeks of my three weeks, because he's getting ready to fight Aldo in Rio. So, he was my roommate, we lived together. He cooked for me all the time, he's just a solid guy. So working with them is, it's great. I loved it, you know. Um, being able to mix it up with somebody like Israel, Israel at his level, who comes from a soul striking background, and the striking over there is the best in the world. Like to see that, like is, and then to be able to get in there with them is just, it was great. And you know they didn't want me; they wanted me to just wrestle, to wrestle, to wrestle, and that's what we did. We wrestled the whole time. Yeah, I sparred him a couple times. It wasn't fun, but we just wrestled. And again, certain positions. Hey, try this. You know what I mean? Again, like, you don't want to step on other people's toes. You don't want to step on other coaches' toes. That's not really my thing. You got a question? Yeah, I help you. And that's what I did. I just tried to give them the best look I could. 
Falkonovsky, I know him a little bit better. So with him, it was more like, you know, like I'd, I'd ride him and I'd be throwing him down, like whispering shit in his ear, just like getting under his skin. But like, man, he just works so hard. You know what I mean? Like he's a guy, when, if you pick him up eight times and put him down, he's standing up nine and you're just like, go away, cunt. You know what I mean? Go away. This is ridiculous. But that's, working with guys like that is great. You know what I mean? That's, uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the three weeks. I learned so much from, even from the other different, from a coaching point of view, you know, cause I'm still raw in this game as a coach. I'm still like a raw talent when it comes to the coaching side of it. Like the wrestling, yeah, I got it, but I want to learn the other stuff. You know, they call me Frankie Roach on the pads. Hey, no, I'm kidding. But that's that's what I want to that's what I want to get into. You know what I mean? I want to learn that side of it. So, being around you for three weeks, it helped me. Being around Andre for that amount of time, like it helped me. It opens my eyes to other stuff. You can always pick up stuff from other people. And for somebody to say that that gym doesn't, they don't understand is complete shit, man. They got a champ already, and they they got boys in the works that are coming up, man. And the 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 stuff you see them do in that gym, like, and like you really start to like figure things out and you're like oh okay and just to be able to mix it up over there with, with those guys you know the the hangmans of the world and the brad riddells and the, you know it was it was it was a blessing for me so it was a great trip and then we went to atlanta for the last week and khalil looked lights out you know he won a unanimous fuck he knocked the dude down five six times and that's a tough dude that's an athletic you know he played football at bama roll tide like he's the visual he's a he's a proper athletic in his home crowd and khalil just cooked this cat you know he didn't know he didn't know what to do. I think Khalil looked great. And then Israel looked phenomenal. That was one of the best fights, it, the best fight I've ever seen live, you know what I mean? So it was just a great weekend all around for the boys. It was a good homecoming for George and I, but you know, as much as it was great for us to be there, like it was about Israel and it was about Khalil and man, they, they just performed lights out, so. Israel, you know, a lot of people, they know him as a striker, phenomenal striker, you know, one of a kind. But if you could critique him, you know, if you could attack something in his arsenal, like a chink in his armor, a lot of people would think if it, it would be his wrestling. So you know best. What makes him such a great wrestler? Well, he, I think he works tremendously hard. I think a lot of people see from the outside, oh, this. Now, you fight six times in a matter of 14 months, you're in camp constantly, right? Your body's, you're fighting your body, you're fighting, like, the dude works very hard. He's got a good gas tank. He's got, he's got big hands. I think that helps him. He's got very big hands and he, he's got a good feel. I've always said in wrestling, I'd rather be like long and lanky, like gangly, than like short and stocky, if that makes sense. When you're that lanky and you, and you stuff like that, you can use that to your advantage and it frustrates people. You know what I mean? Because I've been on that side of it and I've been on the other side of it. Like, it frustrates people and it can be frustrating for you, you know, from an offensive and a defensive point of view. And I honestly thought people thought Gaslam was just going to come out and just, oh, I'm just going to take this dude down. Well, nah. Like, when you got punches and stuff coming at you, knees and elbows, it's a different ball game. It's a different story. So, I think, uh, I just thought that, you know, him getting to the wall, or the cage, when you're that long and you can, you know, spread out and use your your stability, however you want to call it, man, it can be frustrating, and that's what it was. It was just very frustrating for him, and uh, it went exactly how I, I kind of figured it would go. I kind of thought he wouldn't knock him out. I thought he'd win, and I thought he won unanimous, and that's what he did. Like his wrestling looked great, but again, I came in as a workout partner. Like Andre had him already solid, but they just wanted a, a look from some a different somebody different. You know what I mean? So. 
But when you wrestle that much and you get to those positions that much, it becomes like a feel for you. And that's what it is for him, you know what I mean? So I don't think people can use the excuse no more, ah, he, he, he can't wrestle. Nah. He could wrestle before I got there. He can wrestle after when I left. He can. He knows what he's doing, you know what I mean? He knows what he's doing. And again, he's, he's in great shape. Dude's fought a couple five-rounders. He's in good shape. And um, I think his pace, you know, once Gaslam realized he couldn't take him down, like that, that, that kind of mentally wears on you too. You know, you try two, three takedowns, you don't get it. You know what I mean? That, mentally, that'll wear on you. Yeah, exhaust you. So, I mean, I was just happy to be part of the journey. You know what I mean? I was just glad to be alone for the journey. So. Down there, you were also working with uh, Malkanovski. Yeah. Prepared him for Jose Aldo yeah. in Brazil. Malkanovski, he's another guy coming from that area, you know, a potential champion. You know, in the future. He's a Wollongong boy. Yeah. And it's not like he started, you know, martial arts at a young age or anything like that. He kind of got into it a little bit later in, yeah. in his life. What makes him such a special talent? Because you've worked with him constantly for a few years now, right? Um, his work ethic, he works so hard, man. It doesn't matter if I got two hours free or if I got two days free. If we're around and we're close, we're wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, when we went to Adelaide to coach the boys, him and I wrestled three days. When I went to Melbourne to do the CMBT tour, like those boys looked out for me, brought me around Australia for wrestling. We wrestled quite a few times there. When we were here, we wrestled. When he comes over to his camp, we wrestled. He just likes to wrestle, man. He just, he likes to work out. He likes to learn. He's a sponge. And I think that's what it was. Like, man, when he, Again, American wrestling versus this side of the world is different. It is. But it's like when we game plan for Mendez, like, hey, I told him straight up, like, look, man, your dude's a national runner-up, two-time All-American. You're going to get taken down. Let's call it. You're going to get taken down, but it's how you get up. He got taken down three times, but he got up. And when you're that good at wrestling and somebody and you can't hold somebody down, you start to wonder why. Well, why can't I hold this dude down? Why can't I hold him down? He's not supposed to keep getting up. He's supposed to stay down. I'm supposed to be able to control him. That's not how it works with Vault. And I know, because it frustrates me sometimes. You know, he just keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going, and you just keep putting him down. And you start to get tired. Then he gets tired, and you get tired. And you know, it's like I told him, I'm like, look, Vault, if you're tired, this dude's fucking exhausted. So, and that's, and it went to a T, you know, and his striking looked phenomenal. And I think that's why he's gonna, I think that's why he's gonna win the belt is because he's so focused, man, he's so, He's so eager to learn. He soaks everything up. He's a sponge. I never seen anybody really out. Nobody outwork him. Like when I wrestle him, like I I gotta eat my Wheaties. Like I gotta strap up for him because you know there's no more of me like coming in with my shoes undone. Like it's like all right, let's get a warm up in real quick. Let me get a sweat. Then I grab him when we start going. Like that's that's how it is. He just likes to get better, man. He just doesn't stop learning. You know he got in the game late, so I think in his mind he keeps telling himself, oh, I got catching up to do. But that's fine. If that works for you, that works for you. You know. You mentioned Khalil earlier, you know, he had a phenomenal performance at UFC 236 in Atlanta. Talk about meeting him for the first time because he's a guy that's already a UFC fighter. He just walks into the gym and talk about meeting him. Somebody had mentioned a guy named Khalil Roundtree. So I was like, Khalil, I was like, all right, it's cool. I'm down getting a soda, soda water, like I'm down whatever, just kicking it before class. And this dude was like in Reebok gear, and he looked like an athlete, like he was like proper stout. 
I said, this is a thick cunt right here. Who is this? And I realized I put two and two together, and I was like, oh, Khalil. He was like, yeah. And I just introduced myself. He told me, he gave me a story. He said he was living in um, Bangkok for six months, training at a really high-level Muay Thai gym, and that, but he got a fight, and he knew he needed to go somewhere to train MMA. So it's not like I like immediately like jumped on it and was just like, hey, man, you need to do this. I just said, hey, look, man, like we'd love to help you. I help you in wrestling. My brother helps you with this. We'll do whatever we can to help you, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, we want what's best for you. If you go with us, we'd love it, you know what I mean? Let's see where it goes. Man, it kind of kind of just, he, he did, he trusted us. You know, so I'm thankful for that. Like, he, like, believed in the, he believed in George and I. And that says a lot about somebody you kind of just meet, you know? And uh, like I said, man, like, I'm not going to show you something I wouldn't do. And we just did stuff, and he asked about a plan. We set a plan for him. Here's what we should do. We got Glenn, our boy Glenn Spar, doing some wrestling with him. We got him clinching with top. We just told him, like, man, like, you know, mentally, like, you're ready to go. Physically, you're ready to go. Like, bro, like, you can really make a statement in this fight. And I guess the rest is history. Like, you saw his performance. You know, he came to, he came to scrap. Yeah, it seems like he's convinced, too, because he's going to come back out here yeah. and live in Thailand and actually join your team. Yes. So you'll be, you'll be with them 24-7. So now we got more time to clean up wrestling. We got more time to clean up some other areas, you know what I mean? And... I felt uh, I was a little bummed out because like I went over to help Israel for the three weeks, so I kind of missed some of that. It's like Raphael, like that's my boy. Like I missed those three weeks with him, those four weeks that month with him. Um, but they understood. But like we'll have time. We'll have time to catch up now to to do more, to do more stuff, to get him really, to get him like really wrestling. You know what I mean? So he like really feels these positions and stuff. How excited are you to be working with someone like him? You know, because he's a physical specimen, you know what I mean, it's powerful, and to get him, I guess, smoother on the ground, you know, would elevate him to another level, because you already know he can strike. Yes, I'm very excited to work with him, you know what I mean, like, a guy like that, you want to, you want to, because he's not an arrogant person, he's a very nice, humble, genuine, quiet, you know what I mean, he doesn't kick up a lot of stink about stuff, like, that's what you want, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start working with him more than what we already have. And whenever he has his next fight, you know, I'm sure he'll heal some stuff within the next month or so. Boom, we'll go from there. You know what I mean? Like we, uh, he gets back next week, so that's it's gonna be good. It'll be good, man. Another fight that you work with closely is Taito Abasa. He has a fight coming up in Chicago. Yeah, my Aboriginal folk. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. That's like the guy who really got me in the, into, who kind of jump started me. You know what I mean? I met him over here from Mark's camp, and he was just like, hey, I'm making my debut. He was like, you're young in it. Fuck it, let's go at it together. And I said, yeah, I'm in. You know what I mean? He said, let's do it. And I'm um, very excited to work with him. You know, I always, I always enjoy the Usos company, because he's, a, to me, like, you know, he puts things in a lot of, in really good perspective for me, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, a lot about like life too, just not wrestling and through stuff. Like we, we, we have like good chats and stuff like that. And, and to be around him, like to be in his corner and part of his, his journey to me is like exciting because, you know, um, since I've met him, we've we've gotten along really well, man. And all like he's the, of course I want what's best for all the boys, but like he's somebody like I really want what's best for him. I'm in good with his family, his girl, his son, his parents, his family, his brothers, you know, they all, they all welcome me with open arms in West Sydney, you know, that's my second home, so. You know, when I'm around all those boys and stuff like that, like it's always a good time. With him, you know, he's still developing too, man. Even though he's 
in the top 15 of the UFC heavyweight division. He's still developing, and a lot of people, also him, criticize him for maybe his wrestling, you know, like his lack of wrestling. Um, what What is his level of wrestling do you believe in? Of course, he's going to get better because he, he's trying to get better because he's going to be working with you, or he has been working with you. Uh, what level do you think he's at right now? Um, it's just a feel. You know what I mean? It's just a feel. It's the more positions he gets to, the more. It's just about getting... It's like wrestling in general growing up. The more positions you get to, the more feels you get, the better off you adapt, the better off you'll know, okay, I'm not gonna do this again. Maybe next time I'll do this, or all right, next time I'll try this. That's what it is for him, you know? He's not where he needs to be wrestling-wise, I'll tell you that, but that's why he's got Glenn over there with him right now, taking Glenn with him to Gold Coast. And, there's a, and when we get together, we do a lot of wrestling. It builds his stamina up, builds his shape, he loses weight off of it. And yeah, he, he definitely needs some work on his wrestling, but who doesn't? Everybody needs work on their wrestling, you know what I mean? It's something that you can never stop like developing and evolving from it. So, but he wants to get better at wrestling. You know, he flew over my old heavyweight from college, JG, Justin Grant, and I thought it was like, when I mentioned it six months before it happened, I thought I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna happen, but nah. My man got his passport, I put him in contact, flew him over at Melbourne, and he stayed for two and a half, three weeks with him, and they wrestled all the time. Like, So if somebody says, oh, he's not trying to, nah. He flew this dude over, put him up, paid him. He's trying to get better. He's investing in himself. And that says a lot about what he wants to do. He's in it, but he's athletic, man. Like, he played footy, and he could have gone to the, to, you know, could have gone prone footy, but he chose to fight. So he knows how to be athletic already. He's got great hips. You just got to be able to capitalize off of that in certain positions. And I want him to the point to where, all right, now he's taking dudes down. Now these people are like, fuck. Now this cunt can take me down. Well, I don't want to stay on my feet with him. Now he can take me down. So really, what's my options? That's what I, you know, that's what I want out of it for him. For him, I want. And he told me that. That's what he wants. You know what I mean? Like he wants to be able to defend. Boop, get to the leg, dump the guy down. And he said like maybe not just kind of like wave at him and stand him up just to just to let him know. So that's what you want, man. Offense, defense, solid everywhere. He has 10 fights. He has 11. He has 11. Okay. He has one loss. He has one that's won three rounds. And he's had nine first round knockouts. So he's raw. Yeah, he's, he's a raw. pup. Yeah, yeah, he's fresh. So but people expect, I think, yeah, so that, much from him. <laughs> that's the that's the world we live in, eh? Like they expect them all. We eat. well, yeah, bro. But that's not how it works. Like they just expect you just to jump in head first and just keep the train. But you know what, man? It's you fall off the horse, they get back on it. As I always say, like that's how it, that's that's just that's just what it is. So. Um, but yeah, man, I know what you mean. Like people just expect, you know, oh, who's next? Yeah, but because he's another guy that first it onto the scene. Yeah, you know, just like. And look like at his, his first, field. his first two were first round knockouts right out the gates with a, a flying knee in Sydney, and Perth he just battered old boy with elbows, and then Arlovsky, you know, he won a unanimous, and you know, I mean, he then against Junior he looked great in the first, but then he. That was just lack of experience, in my opinion, you know what I mean? But, you know, um, and he'll tell you that. He said in the locker room, he's like, yeah, I went back to the pub, fighting at the pub. You know what I mean? Like, which is true, but it is. It's a learning experience. As long as you learn from a man, like, and you're back to work, that's good. He's Bro, that's guy. a physical specimen. Yeah, he's another guy. That's that an athletic white boy, and he just. What I, makes him so, you know, the dude, don't, the dude just doesn't stop. Man, I've seen, like, he died. He doesn't stop. 
I've never seen somebody like falter him or make him like really take a step back like a fight. It's forward, it's southpaw, it's orthodox, it's back to southpaw, it's kicks, it's takedown, it's his hands, it's spinning this. Bro, he's so athletic, the stuff he can do, like his pace is unreal. And like he just he just goes forward, like, you know what I mean? Like he's just, an, he's another guy who like, and, but bef before I met him, he was already that good. George will tell you, Woody will tell you, Brad, Falk, they'll all tell you, they knew he was gonna be good. And then when I came over, he had made, I'm, I was fortunate to watch him fight in Singapore and fortunate to watch him fight in Moscow. Um, so, and he just was just four, 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 man, he just, he just goes, he believes. You know what I mean? He, he believes in athletic white dude. And uh, he's just fun to watch, man. Like, what he did to Dotson, like, was just, well, what he did to the guy before Dotson, the Muay Thai guy, like, the dude just was overwhelmed. Like, you saw him looking in his corner, like, yo. Then he fights Dotson. I watch it at a reggae bar at 3 a.m. with Woody and, and the Jew. He gets dropped, and boom, he's back up on Dotson. And you could just see it in his face, like, Dotson was like, man, this coming just won't stop coming. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's how he is, man. He's just, he, when we wrestle, he scrambles so well. And it's just like, man, like, I just get, uh, I never mind helping people like who work very, very hard. I, I never, I'll never tell somebody who works hard, like the boys, nah, I don't wanna, I'll never tell them that. And for him, somebody I'll always say, yeah, look, you wanna do something, wanna do some extra, let's go. So he's got a great future. What about Raphael Fizia, man? Like, this is a guy. Like, Bajan folk. Yeah, and you know, a guy that in, around Asia, Bro, he's been through a lot. Like yeah. he gave me a story one day. He's been through a lot. You know what I mean? And came over here with no money. Got fucked around up down the street. No disrespect, but like, um, and now he's ready to. Now he had a set. You know, he had a setback. He had a little discouragement there for about a year or so. Like he would talk. We would talk quite often about it. But man, he just stayed the course. Stayed the course. Stayed the course. And now it's paying off for him. Now he's um, he's ready to make his debut. Um, I've always said like he's got the best striking on the street. No question, man. That dude, the stuff that dude does, what I've seen him do, the boys up top, 185, 205, it don't matter. You know, I love watching him like get after it, like really. When he gets, when he hits like his rhythm and he start, when he's like locked in, as I call it, when he's locked in and he's switched on, man. I feel like this, and this is me, I feel like this dude, if he's locked on, switched on, this dude can't hold his jockstrap. And that's not me being like, you know, because, you know, that's just, that's just how he is, man. Like, he's that, he's that talented. So. Is he one of the most complete fighters you've ever worked yes. with? Yes. 100%. One of the most complete fighters I've ever, that I've ever seen. Like, I judge, to hit somebody in a double leg straight on is, is, is like, very, you got to be athletic and it's hard. Jordan Burroughs is like a great example who can do it. Me, I gotta like get an angle. I'm not gonna lift you, you know, I don't have enough horsepower, but man, I see him, boom, he'll blow right through people, boom, he'll blow right through people. And then, his jits is like, is like good, you know what I mean? Like he'll, his jits is on point. And then he does, he'll go orthodox on you, and then he'll switch up and he'll go southpaw on you. And he, he'll just pepper you, and like the stuff he's doing, and like the knees, like, and the elbows, like, and, it, and like, a lot of times though, he doesn't give somebody his all, like when he spars, like he'll pull stuff, like he knows what he's doing, like, and he'll like laugh about it. Like, you'll see the guy face, the guy's just like, oh, like this, and I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, like these dudes got no ideas sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's one of my favorites, because 
every day I teach 11:34. He comes to the four o'clock, but he teaches right after my class. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I see his kid running around, like running amok all the time. Like, I'll see him at KFC. You know, that's his spot. Still trying to get that sponsorship up for my man. You know, what do we gotta do? Hey, so it's good. I'm, 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 I'm over the moon excited for him, man. You know, he's somebody who bought into George and I right away. 100% he bought into George and I right away. And he's backed us. Like, people have said, like, oh, the training, blah, blah, blah. Nah, like, he's like, and he's gotten pissed about it. Like, he's backed us. Like, if you, you know, if you do think that there's not bad training or there's, so you guys are out of your mind. And it says a lot about his character. And it says a lot for George and I because, again, he's like, he's one of the boys. Like, he's one of our guys that, like, we're always around him. You know what I mean? And he's great to translate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> When stuff goes on, I need him to translate. He's like our translate guy, like stuff. So I was like, my English is shit, brother. He's like, I'm like, no, it's good. He's like, you think? I'm like, nah, it's really not. But we just take the piss, and he's got great banter from losing. Like he just, he crack jokes. He's always around us. So again, I'm rambling on him, but man, like he's somebody that I could see having a bright future.